guys welcome to another episode of getting gritty with andrea i have my friend and guest here jessica viegas follow her on her instagram uh jessica uh she is a poet uh pronouns she her and she is a poet and a writer um her instagram handle is millennial amore can you spell that for everybody jessica introduce yourself if you want hey everybody how's everybody doing my name is jessica and you can follow me on instagram at millennial amor which is m-i-l-l-e-n-n-i-a-l-a-m-o-r um yeah and check me out and my book that i just released is the link is in my bio yes <laughs> you know you gotta throw that out there oh of course can you give them everybody the name of the book and what it's about i already read it and it's great so you guys should buy it <laughs> Yay, thank you. It's a love poetry book called mm-hmm. Letters to My Exes, mm-hmm. which could be found right now on um, Amazon through paperback and ebook. And it's just every emotion that I think people go through um, heartache, you're pissed off, you know, experiences of, you know, cheating or, you know, the heartache you feel after leaving a long term relationship. Um, I think there's a poem in there for everybody, regardless of gender, because love is, an emo- love can take you on a lot of emotions. Exactly, yeah. So, yeah. I love it. Like I said, I read it. I bought the Kindle version. So, you guys, you know, it's in both formats, whatever you like. I mean, I always love having books in hand, but sometimes the ebooks are a little bit more easier sometimes, and it's faster. It's very, very quick. You're going to get it instantly if you download it that way um so yeah i would definitely recommend that i will put that the title of your book and i will put your instagram handle and um a brief bio in the episode description when this publishes um so you guys should be able to you know definitely easily follow and find jessica's book on amazon um no excuses and i think it's perfect uh for like she said any emotions you're going through and i know plenty of us have dealt with these kind of you know, heartbreaks and type of men, you know, when we're dating or trying to date. So I've been through my fair share and yeah. So every yes. emotion in there has been super relatable and like on point. Normalize <laughs> heartbreak, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's a really emotion. Yeah. yeah. That's why I really appreciate it. I think the poetry right there is, is just so honest. And like I said, it's so relatable that I think in the language, it's like, it's literally like she's talking to you right there. Like you're literally talking to us, like you're sitting next to us. And I think, I don't know, I just really like the personal feel and how vulnerable you were able to be with the readers. So I think that's why I'm like, really like you guys really should read this, especially since thank it's you, still, you. you know, all this kind of going on. Some people are still kind of on lockdown a little bit or quarantining. Mm-hmm. So definitely you have time right now. I know yes. plenty of us have the time to read it and it's a kind of short read anyway and you can definitely read it on the way to work. I mean, if you're, you know, wherever on a break, um, school, whatever, lunchtime, whatever it is, night, you know, before bed. So great read all around. Um, but yeah, today we're going to talk about stigmas, uh, uh, Latina stigmas specifically, just because that's what, you know, we've had our experience in. Um, I don't want to generalize for all Latinas, but I'd say this is probably a pretty, pretty much a universal kind of thing that a lot of us have dealt with, no matter what national, you know, no matter what country you're from, I just think all around, a lot of Latinas have had to deal with being over-sexualized and fetishized. 
Um, Jessica, if you don't mind telling us, like, like from the earliest age that you can remember, like, what have you experienced with, I mean, men and women, you know, just our partners and friends in general. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, um, thank you for having me, and I love this topic, and I love how you're bringing these topics up in your podcasts, um, which are amazing, because we need to talk about these certain situations, um, but, like, I just like to start every conversation letting everybody know I am just an opinion of many different, you know, aspects of life, you know, I do have some knowledge, but, you know, I'm mostly speaking on behalf of myself. Yeah. Um, so if I'm wrong, you know, shoot me a DM. If, you know, you don't agree, let's talk about it. At the mm-hmm. end of the day, I'm not trying to say that I'm just specifically, like, just knowledgeable all around. Yeah. Because um, I learn something new every day. Of course, but, of course. Um, you know, I like to put that out there. No, I like that. I like that. I think that's what I, I kind of try to tell people, too, because mm-hmm. I don't want to give off the impression, like, that I know all or, or that's final. You know, like, my opinion mm-hmm. or that experience is it, and that's it cannot change. Yeah. I, I want people to understand mm-hmm. it's okay to learn. Once you learn new information, it's okay to change your mind or to expand yes. your perspective. So that's mm-hmm. what I really just want. Everybody understand is what we try to do ourselves. You know, we're not gonna just. I'm not gonna tell you this, or we're not gonna tell you this right now, and then we're not trying to practice it ourselves. But I'm also mm-hmm. like with the podcast and with this um, topic and any other ones that we may discuss. It's we want you guys to also expand your horizons and just think a little differently. You know, because a lot of these topics, you know, especially this one, there's some misconceptions or people mm-hmm. don't know enough about the experiences of other groups so we just want you to understand where we're coming from and what we've had to deal with and maybe how you can change your behavior or someone you know or is close to you but that's part of being an ally um to various groups is doing the work behind closed doors um and not just performative work yeah that's i mean it's true especially in this climate um yeah i think we need to really just not be about it but you know no just you know talk about it but be about it Mm -hmm. um and it's not you know it's at your own pace I think people um in this age of instant gratification everybody's expectations is you know free shipping one to two business days in all aspects of life and it's not how that works exactly that's not how it works so um you know change for the better at your own pace for you and you know yeah at least <laughs> like, try <laughs> yeah i don't know no what she said is so right though like do it at your own pace you know you don't have to make people feel like you have to um be an ally or be a better person in certain ways you don't have to do it yeah. the exact same way everyone's doing it but at least try that's the main uh-huh. important thing is at least you are trying daily you know in all aspects you know and and, and not everyone's gonna see the hard work you're putting out you know because it's not always overt or external you know changes Mm -hmm. they're also internal you know and emotional and mental on those kind of levels and spiritual so as long as you're just trying to educate yourself and just just be willing to hear us out hear other people's out on you know topics that you know, even if you think like, oh, I'm so right on it. It's like even me, like I thought I was right on certain things. But hey, I learned some new information. And I realized or another person's opinion or perspective. And it's like, well, maybe I should think about this a little differently or reimagine it, you know, reconstruct mm-hmm. my way of thinking. And it doesn't mean that I was completely wrong or doesn't mean that I need to be ashamed about it. It just means like, hey, 
just got to change it, maybe. That's all. There's nothing to be embarrassed about, really. Yeah, I think people get caught up in this, like, crystallized thinking where it's frozen in time, where Mm -hmm. we indeed need a a fluid thinking where we can change and, you know, okay, I was wrong, you know, I'd be Mm -hmm. able to admit or, hey, I didn't know that. Thank you for this advice. It's just, just in general, and I keep saying in the climate, but why not just do it all the time, you know? Exactly. Um... Yeah. Yeah, so. <laughs> I always go off on tangents. I know, because those are some. Know, me, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, but right now, I always think in the present moment of, of everything I say to how it impacts the here and now. Mm-hmm. And so it's just with everything going on, I'm like, you know, I just wish people could come from an understanding, you yeah. know, of others. So. Oh, no, definitely. <laughs> But this topic, so I am speaking as a Chicana Latinx woman single. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I hear the topic of the stigmas of the Latina woman, um, a different different variety of examples come to my mind, but of recent um, and the easiest that that I could speak of Mm -hmm. is the dating. Yeah. being, you know, fetishized, sexualized, you know, going to a date and this, you know, man has the expectation that I should be spicy and be calling him papi and rolling mm-hmm. my R and it's like, you know, they have this preconceived notion of me before they even meet me and then when they meet me and I'm not calling them papi, it's like, I'm a disappointment or something and it's like, well, buddy, that's your problem. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, I didn't tell you to think of me that way or have that idea about me. It's like, and it's, I think it's, that's the problem, it's the idea. It's like they're always having these ideas instead of realizing, like, we are people. We're not, like, an actress. We're not an actor. We're not a doll. You know, we're not toys. We're people. And we're obviously going to be different than what you think or, I don't know, different from each other. And that's what I want people to understand is we're not all uniform as well. And that's what definitely makes us like really are different. The different, you know, the different countries and cultures within South America and Central America is that's exactly what makes them all beautiful. And like really like you just don't even know like their traditions, their their histories, you know, their heritage. That's definitely what makes it even better. So, yeah, because a lot of people just think Mexican and then Mexican women. And it's like you there's Peruvian, there's Nicaraguan, there's Uruguay, Paraguay, there's Peru, Mm -hmm. El Salvador. Yep. Exactly. There's plenty more of us, and then there's so many of us within the one country, like each one, you know? So within El Salvador and Mexico, there's literally, like, so many languages, so many people and native people, and you just, you don't know unless you try to learn and open your eyes and just really stop trying to have these preconceived notions about people before you meet them. I think it's that problem that we all have. I mean, of course, I have it too. I'm not just saying, like, I'm, you know, immune to that. Of course not, because that's something that we've all grew up kind of with, you know, just, and that's as humans. But the the real work is, I think, probably um, just trying to stop having those those preconceived notions or that ideal especially for us that is like jessica said definitely it's always been for me too like um you're supposed to be speaking spanish and you're supposed to have like an either a really nice accent or be able to fluidly speak in both 
you and know, I'm saying sexy. like I'm supposed to do a when I get on the date, you know, and it's not all dates because I've had some good dates because um, I usually mm. am very particular of how I, you know, choose, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just by listening to their speech and stuff of uh, the way they talk. But it's like, you know, you arrive to the day and they expect you to make, you know, guacamole at the table. And I'm like, what? <laughs> or like, say something, you know, and they say, say something in Spanish. I'm like... <laughs> fuck you <laughs> like, oh come on and I'm like oh wow you know I didn't know I would have charged yeah you know? <laughs> I could charge by the minute this could have been business you know exactly I could have been your Spanish teacher and you could literally pay me and that's it that's all I'll exactly. do exactly look, look me up on Fiverr <laughs> send me a note and I'll send you an invoice for an hour of Spanish conversational Spanish and we can well we can't meet anywhere now yeah but we can you know what zoom me Skype Skype me exactly but, oh and I don't like to say all men, you know, I'm just, there's a few that I think, yeah. you know, that like you said earlier, there's so many different types of brown people. And I'd like to say brown people to include everybody yeah. Spanish speaking, you know, anybody that identifies. Because exactly. I don't try to leave anybody out. Mm-hmm. Um, like the whole Latinx thing. When I was younger, I never used to use it because I used to be, I'm not from Latin America. And then, you know, you say Hispanic. Well, I'm not a Hispanic. I'm not from Hispania. So yeah. I was like, you know, I'm Chicana. But now how I utilize it in this day and age is like Latinx. Like, come on, everybody, let's get together. It's you know? that X. I love it. It's yeah, that part of the it's word. it's that X. Mm-hmm. And I wish people would embrace it more. Like, I understand why some don't partake in it. Mm-hmm. Um, because we were taught differently, but yeah. we, it's literally has been changed into something else. And so you have all these people, let me get back on tangent. Cause I, I felt me going, but you know, <laughs> I think it's important have... <laughs> though to let people know they should be educated. Yeah. That's part of it though. It's good. You it's know, good. um, I was never a fan of Latinx, but now I'm like, you know what? It's every freaking buddy, brown, look at that, that speaks Spanish, that's, you know, Afro-Latinos as well. Thing. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. People don't realize, you know some people don't know. People don't realize that, you know. Exactly. Um, there's plenty, uh, abundant, there's plenty of population of Afro-Latino, you know. I think people just choose to charge it up as black, and that's been the problem. Exactly. Um, but you have all these different people, and you have the media only pushing one type. Exactly. You know, they're, they're, they're opening it up a little bit, but it's like, Damn, let like go it took of the forever. breaks. Let go of the breaks. Why are you like, oh, you know, easing people into it? No, like, let's go 32 flavors. Exactly. You know, let's get it popping. 50 shades. 50 shades, <laughs> you know. I think you said that word. I think you had that term that you said that I loved. Um, you said it before. What was it again, Jessica? It's not going to come back. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I think, all shades of brown or something oh, like that. Sh- it might have been. You yeah. Know, I, just, I really just talked some. I have short-term memory. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't remember now, but it was good when I said it. It was probably good when I said it, yo. Yeah, I think it was all shades of brown or Latino, and I was like, yes. Yes. And I think, really, people just don't. Some people don't understand, so that's also why... We, you know, we don't want to make it seem like we're just bashing any of you who don't under or who didn't know or who yeah. had these misconceptions. But here, this is exactly why you should be listening so you can understand and yeah. you just hear it from us that there 
is like we said afro latinos and you know there's plenty of them too i think a lot of people yeah just think oh there's black or like what are they and it's like well you don't have you don't read you didn't read you can literally google it or read up on some books <laughs> exactly it's at your fingertips utilize it that shit like it should be to your advantage that we have so mm -hmm. many resources so many like there's no excuse. there's so much you can do and learn and it's just like you know, and I think that's what we're doing right now is our people is like people are starting to research and turn to the Internet. And it's like, you know, what? good for you. <laughs> you know, yeah. let's do it. Let's let's get our knowledge up. Let's question. Let's research. And let's admit like, oopsie, you know, I was wrong. When I remember my first oopsie, I was wrong. It hurt like hell. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It always does. <laughs> I feel like embarrassed. That's my main one. I feel so ashamed or embarrassed. <laughs> You know, and I'm being raw and being honest. It's like, but after you do that first one where you, you know, just own up to it, mm -hmm. it's not as bad as you think. I think people like make it worse than it is yeah. because it was at work. You know, I was at work doing something and I really messed up big time and versus like I could have lied. But then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Nope. It was me. <laughs> yeah. And I and it was just a better relationship with my boss. As a matter of fact, he's like, I really thought nobody was going to come up. And it ended up being, you know, great. And I ended up learning from it. And it opened up a door like, you know what? It's okay to admit when you're wrong or you did something. Like, normalize exactly. it. People aren't perfect. <laughs> exactly. So, no, I like that. It's taking the responsibility. I think that's the main thing. Like you said, I think... So a lot of people is like, and that's what I thought too, is like, you know, I made a mistake. Like, all I can feel is embarrassed and disappointed myself or angry at myself. Yeah. And it's like, okay, those are normal feelings. You're going to feel that. So it's okay to feel that for a minute, but don't stick with that. You know, mm -hmm. release that, understand, just acknowledge it. Take responsibility. You own up to it. And if someone else points it out, it's like, hey, I already fucking pointed it out. I already know. I owned up yeah. to it. I apologize or I changed the behavior or whatever it was. That's all and you move on. You don't yeah. need to stick with it or keep bashing yourself. Mm -mm. That's not helpful to you or the community for us to continuously do that as a collective or individually. Um, yeah, it's true. And so right now we're learning about different things, you know, and, and cultures and people and everybody's mm -hmm. kind of learning their background. Like, let's all have that energy. And so, you know, when we're talking about situations like this or, you know, topics like this, like, you know, there's a lot people want to say and can say, but it's just like, just listen. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Get yeah. another perspective. Yeah. And I wanted to point out when we were saying about, you know, the all shades of Latino, I was thinking there's Afro-Latina, but Afro-Latinos. And there's also, I think, because this is coming from part of that kind of Latina stigma that I've had a little bit. But it's kind of like, I think overall, as a Latinx person, growing up, it was either, I was either expected to speak fluent Spanish and have, like I said, be yep. sexy or cute or whatever. Whatever kind of ideal they had about me. And, you know, as a Latina woman... And then it was, or either I was always called a white girl because I'm super light-skinned. And so was my grandmother and my aunts and my mother. Super light-skinned. And then we have some other family members that are slightly darker. But all of us, they're on my Salvadorian side at least, are really light. And I think some people don't realize that there is different, so many different shades of Latino. You don't even know because there's blue-eyed, blonde-haired Latinas. And you have to understand, and so don't invalidate 
um, Latinas like that or Latinx people, you know, just in general, because it's really hurtful to hear like, well, you're not Latina enough because this, because of that, or because you're too light skin or you're way too dark skin. You know, it's like, what the hell? Like you don't, you don't have any, you know, you have any common sense. You didn't read any history at all. You don't, you're not aware that there's just different, all kinds of, all kinds of us. It's not the one type. It's not just Mexican or a certain shade and that's it. That's all that qualifies you. You know, this isn't like a job or something like this is, we all came from different, you know, families and ancestors and stuff. We all have all kinds of, you know, you don't know what kind of blood was mixed in and all kinds of things. And that's awesome. And I like that there's so many different kinds of us. It's truly Mm -hmm. amazing. Like when you really like see and like read up and, you know, learn about them. Um, But yeah, I was definitely sometimes called like white girl and that really hurt me, I think, because it just really made me feel like I just wasn't a Latina. I like I wasn't a true Latinx person. And it really hurts your identity. It makes you feel like you don't have anything. Like, what am I? And, yeah, it just it's just really just try to refrain from asking anyone, but specifically, like, Latino people, Latinas, you know, don't try to make them feel like they're any less because they don't live up to your fucking ideals. Like, that's your problem. Exactly. I, I, I totally agree with you. Um growing up so I'm Chicana mm-hmm. which means my father was born in Me- Mexico and my mom was born here um but you know this was Mexico so I won't get into that mm-hmm. um you know so she's actually Mexican as well but on paperwork you know she's uh was born here um but that's another podcast yeah uh, definitely so for I'm another day <laughs> yeah that's for another day um but you know I'm Chicana and I'm light-skinned and you know growing up I was called a butcher. Mm-hmm. I was called a pocha because either my Spanish was choppy or, you know, because, you know, I was born here, which I never quite understood. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But it, it kind of, it hurts because, you know, I grew up and I actually, you know, I was accepted from other people, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just like a, a thing of acceptance, like, I'm sorry I don't fit your category of what you think it is or don't hit all the... You know, I don't have all the checks marked off on my box. But, exactly. You know, I am who I am. I embrace my culture. I, on the other hand, feel like I'm really in tune with my culture. I love my culture. I love everything about it. But, you know, then you have people that tell you, no, you shouldn't because you're not, you don't hit a percentage. And I think that's crazy because they even followed a little bit into high school. Um, a teacher, a Spanish teacher, would call mm-hmm. me bocha. But she carried around a Louis V bag, and she was my skin type. So you know, it was like, what? Why? That's <laughs> so crazy. Your teacher called you that? Yeah. Oh you my know, god. Like, called me that. And she would call me that um, in class, and it was a Spanish class. And of course, you know, I'm the chicken. Like, oh my god, I'm speaking Spanglish. I grew up on Spanglish, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel like anything's wrong with it. I grew up on Spanglish, and you know, of course, that's you know sometimes frowned upon. But yeah. it just it sucks. I think, yeah, what's kind of messed up, it's it's the paradox, it's just ironic because we get it from both sides. Either the Americans were too, we've heard it all before, and plenty of Latinx folk, I'm sure you've all heard it before, we're either too Latino for these people, for the white Americans, or we're too white for the, you know, for wherever you come from, you know, specific, you know, Mexico, Mexico, wherever, that we're just too Americanized in that way, and it's just really hard um, to try to, like, reconcile or bring together 
you know, the various parts of your identity, it makes you feel like you can only have one or the other, or it has to just be binary or something. It cannot be fluid or all encompassing, you know? So mm-hmm. it's just really detrimental, I think. And um, I was going to say something else about that, but I kind of forgot. So I'm going to, if I think about it, <laughs> I'll bring it back up. But I had something. Yeah, I know. I had something for that, but I'll think about it for a minute. But I think it had something to do with identity um in that oh i was gonna say yeah okay so i remembered y'all um so with the language thing how you were um you knew like you said the spanglish is frowned upon i think on both sides again both sides the latinx side and then the white you know white um americans i think that they also don't take into account that we when we either migrate here you know either for our, our parents or whoever were immigrants or we immigrated here um or vice versa or whatever it is you kind of you have to learn more than one language you don't understand how smart and how just amazing it is for a lot of these immigrants and just people who were born here you know grew up here um learning two different languages how their parents had to learn two different languages or more like learning english and spanish like that's hard because just trying to learn spanish for me and i kind of grew up on both a little bit like my grandma would speak it but i never like fully learned it to where I could speak it fluently. I only learned to where I can understand her. But when I was in Spanish class, like from high school to college, I was just like, this shit is hard on some level. But then my Spanish teacher and other people would be like, well, English is actually pretty hard. It's actually harder. So it's just, you don't understand how difficult it is just to learn one language, but imagine knowing two and more than that. So it's like, I think they just don't give enough credit and are just really fucking rude. Like, that shit is difficult. Like, I hope you would try to fucking learn two or speak two at once. Like, that shit is amazing. Like, you just don't understand. No, they don't know is they've recently been doing research. It actually shows a higher level of intelligence when a child is bilingual at a young age. Yep. So, boom. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So, there you go. Um, But, I mean, you know, um, I had read that somewhere, an article, maybe a couple years ago, and I was like, yeah, boom, there it is. You know? Like, I was smart, way smarter than I thought all this time. Yeah, you know, I, <laughs> my parents were, you know, spoke both, well, speak both English and Spanish, so I was fortunate as a child Yeah. Um, to not have to be a translator uh, for my parents. But, you yeah. know, you have people out there that have kids out there who have to translate for their parents. And, you know, I think it, it kind of parentifies them a little bit. But, you know, it also, you know, allows it adds a, a side of intelligence to it too you know it takes a lot of intelligence to do that exactly especially when it's like maybe something difficult or legal or medical that they have to translate like imagine yeah. you have to understand that from maybe even a young age like you said to translate starting from young young age to when you're older that you have to translate all that. You have to actually process that shit in your own head. Then translate it into a different language that you don't always have the same words because you don't. Not every English word or Spanish word is translatable into another, you know, language. It's going to be a little different. It's going to be a little off. So you don't understand that, like, how much more harder that has to be on them. But how much, the, yeah, like she said, like, more intelligent that they are. And I don't know. It's just not enough credit. And it's just a lot of that, like we said, like, just basic stigma and ignorance. Um, that we're really just hoping that I really hope people kind of just start to break down more and more and I really do wish that they would put more and more um, like all shades and all kinds of different cultures um, Latinx cultures in media that would be amazing and it's fucking aggravating 
that they're only yeah. putting like the certain type, especially for Latinas, they're only putting the certain type. And it's always like a stereotype. And it's just like, I don't know, it's just so, what's it's the word I'm looking for? Belittling. Long right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like I'm a certain you, shade. It's a prototype. It's a prototype. It's a certain shade too. It's not too dark, but it's not super light. Like you, you yeah. could tell, I guess, apparently that she's for sure Latina somehow. I'm curious if there's like a setting, like an auto setting, or you know. Imagine <laughs> they're like it has to be this exact. They probably do. It has to be this, but you know there is because that's kind of what you you normally see. Um, you know this curvy. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Let me just get, I'm not hating. Speak beautiful Spanish women. when she's angry, usually. But you know what, or speak Spanish, or, you know, has this heavy accent, and it's like, okay, not everybody sounds like, not hating, but not everybody it, sounds like exactly. that, not everybody looks like that. You know, sometimes people misconstrue, and it's not hating. I'm just saying there's like a variety love it. of yeah. things. Yeah. Beautiful women, mm-hmm. beautiful men, gorgeous, handsome men, but That's not all of us. Yeah. Yes. I think and that's the problem, like, yeah. Yeah, and I feel like people are angry of the misrepresentation or the no representation at all. And they should be angry. You know? Um, this is the time to be angry. I think everybody's realizing, you know, a lot of shady stuff has been happening. Mm-hmm. But right now is the time to take it and change it and, you know, make sure everybody can... Get get a voice. Have a voice. I think exactly. that's important. You know, little kids, especially little kids. If we want to generate better people, it starts with the children. And I think you know they should be able to see themselves on TVs or through dolls. I know it's you know there's some brands out there that already started and implemented that, but I need them to turn it up a notch. <laughs> exactly. Maybe four more. You know. Yeah. I don't want to be like minimum quality. Like you got a doll. Now what do you expect? Exactly. I can't expect like a whole family. <laughs> exactly. I want a whole community, you know? Yeah, I think, and that's what they think. They try to, compl- you know, make us complacent or comfortable and happy with just the bare minimum. And that's what the thing is, like Jessica said, I, I want to reiter- reiterate that as well. That no, in no way am I also not, we are not hating, and I'm sure plenty of us, all Latinos and Latinas, we are not upset that they're in there. You know, we love that these actresses are, ha- you know, making a way. But the problem is that they too often put these men and women in there and it's very stereotypical all the time it's just one shade and they usually talk in spanish in a romantic either to sound sexy or when they're angry to sound funny mm-hmm. you know and or, it's or yeah go ahead go ahead oh no yeah that's all i was gonna say for that part so it's like they just they're not there's just not the full range and they're not showing the complexities of our communities or our cultures and it's not for that they're just literally putting these latin latin latinx um actors and actresses in there just to either fill a quota because they want to seem diverse or just to have it in there for laughs or just to be to be fetishized and it's like really hurtful to uh, to us that they do that Yes, and, and it's like right now when you were talking, a thing hit my head. It's also the roles they play. I'm exactly. tired of seeing cholos. I'm tired of seeing cholos. Or maids. You know what? Or Every maids. time. Or, or thugs. Or, you know, fuck that. They're, we have doctors. We have writers. Exactly. We have lawyers. 
have doctors <laughs> again you know CEO business owners we have exactly. CEOs if you even just google like top 100 Latinx we have politicians people, you, we have politicians like let's go like we don't have to be the cholos from Friday Friday after next you know exactly. in all the movies they have like or three single mom rotation that's a maid on the side already. yeah like always working and it's like can never meet me make ends meet it's like we have whole beautiful latinx counselors. families yes, mm-hmm. counselors, oh, therapists, therapists teachers principals you know yeah singers rappers all kinds yeah it's not always the gangster and it's not always just someone that sells drugs or something it's like no i mean we have plenty of people that really you know they do all kinds of stuff we do all kinds of just like everybody else we have all kinds of jobs like everybody else i don't understand why they just try to limit us so bad to these singular roles um those are great i think what you said jessica though i think it's not only helpful for educational purposes but i think this is what should push others and what i why i talk i think i noticed this Probably after my first book, no, like my second poetry book at least, when I did Moth Baby, I realized I talk a lot about the Chicana or Latino people. And I realized for a second, I was like, why do I do that? Are people going to think that I'm always just trying to write about Latinx people or Latinx characters all the time in all my works? But I'm like, you know what? Because I never really read a lot through all my years. I've read so many books because I've always been a bookworm. Like, literally, that was all I did. That was my really, like, my therapy, my escape. Like, it was the only thing I had growing up. And it was just, that was just my hobby. Like, I just, it was, that was, like, my first love. Like, I always was in love with books. But for the life of me, I can probably count on how many, like, maybe one hand how many Latinx people that I read. And then when I did, some of them were the gangsters and maids or immigrant families, and that was it. But they showed, like, they were just struggling all the time and things like that. And that's important. And, yes, those are part of our community. No shame at all. Love it. But they just never show, or single moms or single dads, but they don't show. Yeah. Yeah, you they know? don't give us more. They don't give us more. It's always like white American characters or white characters, white European or something, you know, whatever. It's like they never give us the more jobs. They don't show us the more complex lives that we have or the more diverse lives and experiences that we have. They just really make it so stigmatized and so limited that I realized, like, you know what? I should be proud that I am putting more and more Latinx characters out there or talking about the Latinx or La- Latina experience as, as far as I've lived it. Not to generalize, overgeneralize, but just to say, hey, this is what I've gone through and what probably other Latinas have gone through too. Um, and I'm really proud that I'm doing that because we need more of that. We need more writers, more creators, yes. more business owners, more artists, more of everybody to put that out there and show the world and show Western society that, look, there are more of us in all shades and fucking languages because it's not all Spanish, we y'all. We speak Portuguese. It. We speak all Thank kinds you. of fucking languages. Dialects. Exactly. All kinds. Like, you can't even fucking count how many there really is. And, like, Native and Indigenous, like, you you wouldn't even, like, you'd be amazed. And I just really want to put that out there, you know, each time with my writing. And if I can give that little tiny big back to my community and for myself to really let myself know, like, you are enough. You are Latinx enough. You are perfect the way you are. 
then that's what I'm going to fucking do till the day I die. And I want other creators to do that as well and understand and other people to push that out there. It's for ourselves and our community and to let people know, like, here we are. There's fucking more of us. You know, it's not just the one. Exactly. And we can do that. You know what? We can do that. I had the idea the other day. Mm -hmm. You know what? I want it all. I want to be the next... I want to be the next Chicana, Latinx, whatever you want to call me, brown girl. Mm -hmm. I want to be the next Tyler Perry. Because you know what? They're not going to do it and they're going to limit us. Exactly. Why don't we do it ourselves? So I started, you know what? I'm writing books. I have a couple of books coming out. I have a couple of screenplays that, that, you know, I'm working on. And I'm working on a TV series. Because you know what? They're not going to do it. I'm so we gotta do it, do it. because mm-hmm. yeah, wake up the sleeping giant. Why am I waiting? You know, I'm gonna. I'm telling you, I was like, it was like three o'clock in the morning. It's like, you know what? I was getting so mad mm-hmm. because we always get like, and 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 black people too. Like the stories that happen to us yeah. always come out later. Like, do you see how much we're like? It's like um, Elijah. He, in 2019, it's 2020, and we just heard about him a couple of weeks ago. We need to get our stories out there, you know, exactly. in movies and in podcasts and, and stuff like that, because we have to be our own voice. I did notice that through all this, like, social media, there's a connectedness, and now there's, I think, like, a firm way of how to repost and share stories. Like, nobody's waiting for the news anymore. Let's get it out. And you know what? If we start writing and doing our own movies and stuff so way much better for us yeah exactly and that's i really love that you're doing it you took the initiative and you're just like you know what i'm gonna yeah. just fucking do this thing and i i yeah, love it when we're when our, when our people do that i love that you're doing that as well because it is like i said super important much more important than you guys probably think or if you're sitting there and you're a writer like us or you know just frustrated like me and jessica were and are <laughs> then just just do the damn thing whatever it is you're thinking because hey they're not going to give us that opportunity that's rare that they're going to and when they do like i said it's probably going to most likely it's going to be limiting they're not going to give you the full range. They're not going to give you that kind of power. So you really have to just take it, you know, and do and do the best you can. Um, and don't and if you keep doubting yourself, you're going to keep doubting yourself forever because that's what I was almost ended up doing. Like legit, I really like almost let I probably would have let like five more years pass if I kept thinking like, wow, like I'm going to just keep trying to, you know, submit my stuff through regular means like to a traditional publishing company that's most likely usually ran. Um, at least for books and stuff, you know, like mm-hmm. Penguin and all kinds, like all those and, ma- and a lot of online magazines, like literary magazines, at least the really famous ones are usually ran by white or um, white men or women and a lot of times heterosexual. So you really think they're going to give us all queer brown folk or, right, you know, heterosexual brown folk, they're really going to give us that opportunity as much as they are to, you know, other privileged groups. They're really not. They're really not, and I just decided to fuck it. Like, I was going to do the same thing, like Jessica said. So that's why I published my fourth book now. My third one published by press, but I did three. (laughs) Thank you. I published three, and I'm on my fifth fifth one, my fifth novella, and a short story collection as well. And now I have my own um, online literary press, and it's super small right now. Oh, no, it's okay. I did my own online literary press right now. Super small still. But, hey, I'm trying to grow it and just do the best I can for the community and provide a platform. And it's like, hey, I could compare myself. We could compare ourselves to all these other, what, more famous or white, you know, our white counterparts or something. But 
it doesn't that's not going to help anything we have our own richness and we and we have our own great ideas to bring to the table and honestly we can't just keep waiting to be asked to sit at the fucking table you have to just bring out your own fucking table bring out your own chair and make your own fucking team whether it's you yourself and you or you and other you know members of the community which preferably you would be helping to bring up you know uplift other mm-hmm. members you would bring exactly. your community with you not just you mm-hmm. by yourself because it's not always the individual it is a collective experience as well you know both are important equally important i think so i think that's why i really i'm just really happy you know and admire you as well jessica and other creators that are really you know, people, business owners, entrepreneurs, all of you, doctors, whatever you're doing, you're doing a fucking damn good job, you know, yeah. given the kind of climate that we have, that we've always had, the limited choices we've always had, but we've made a way every time out of the little bit of shit we've had. Like, we're really resourceful and resilient, and that's true as hell if you really read history and see what we've been through. Yeah, and you know what's great about, I mean, I can't stress enough what a good time it is to I know it, it, there's a pandemic going on and I know there's so much going on but f- right now that you know hopefully everybody's kind of decreasing their traveling and you know just practicing safe because of the pandemic you're able to kind of sit with yourself and it's a good time to just do it because if you have a plan or you have a book and it's getting rejected or you have an idea there's so many resources right now that you can use free resources on the internet that you can get it going because just because somebody turns down one idea doesn't mean it's not a good idea they maybe just don't can't see your vision so you know what Paint your own vision. Do your own vision. If it's a a short movie, get some friends out. Let's do it. You know, but do it. See the vision. Plan it out. It's going to be amazing. I mean, I just, I used to work with with so much fear um, Mm -hmm. prior to releasing my book. Because it took me two years to to actually release the book, which is Mm -hmm. crazy. You know, I kept putting it off because I'm worried about what people are going to think or... You know, but it, it's my it's my perspective, it's my truths, and I've actually gotten good result, good um, reviews and stuff about my book, and you know, it's just out there and people relate to it. Mm-hmm. And if I would have sent it to a publisher and they didn't publish it, I wouldn't have been able to connect with people and do it your way. People, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And do it my way. Um, and you don't need people anymore, man. Exactly. And I think that's what people are realizing, and I hope people are because there's so much talent you don't need in, our, the traditional in our brown way. community. Mm-hmm. You don't need it anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the beauty so. of the internet right now, and the growing, the growing, mm-hmm. um, you know, apps and avenues and just things that we're yeah. able to do now. The the more opportunities we've gotten with the the you know more um access we've had, and you know just more resources, more you know mm-hmm. just people coming out, and more of our brown community members, you know, just coming out and making helping make the way. And I think I'm that's really it. awesome that you, yeah, you did, just it. did it, you know, because that's what yeah. my same thing was. I was like, how long am I going to be waiting? 15 <laughs> years, 20, maybe for one of the books to come out? Maybe. Mm-hmm. And that was the what that was the problem. And I just didn't really 
I just really didn't want to wait that long. And I think some people, it's, it's, I understand to an extent. Cause I was like, well, should I have just waited? Cause good things come to those who wait. And I was like, exactly. but really? But I was like, but wait though. You have to remember what society we're in. What kind of society and system are we operating from within? Like, you have to understand that that system is not designed to help you, it's not designed mm -hmm. to inspire to uplift you it's not designed to heal you so what you have to do is really you don't just sit there and wait yes you you have to be patient with certain things and patient with the process but you do you should be taking initiative and just doing the damn thing like you just have to you really have to because you're going to be waiting forever if you don't so I think there's they a, a balance our people with that i think exactly. they brainwashed our people with that exactly. and when i say people um I, I include i always include black people and asian people yes. i include everybody when i say people i mean like when i say mm -hmm. my people like good genuine people but first and from you know my brown people you can't you can't say anything about that because that's who i you know represent but yeah. i think they 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 push that on you to like so you you think you have to wait to do something, or you have to stay at that job for a long time? I think those words then used eventually, to brainwash us, you know. Of course, yeah. Wordplay, and exactly. it's like no, heck no. How do how do people apply for jobs and they don't even have the experience? You know, oh, because they feel like they are good for that job. You know, and I'm over here thinking, oh, I don't have enough experience. I have to wait. It's like, forget mm -hmm. that, man. Maybe, <laughs> maybe five years from now, fifteen, I'll yeah. be, I'll be good enough for it. And it's like, no, they're just telling no. you that because they didn't want to give you, they don't want to give any of us the chance, like she said, any of our, you know, fellow brothers and sisters. They don't want to give any of us, whatever, whoever you identify as, they just don't want to give the rest of us that those chances that they give the more privileged, um, you know, group. So that's the way it yeah. is. So we have I to mean, work. And it's, yeah, and it's crazy because I'm really looking at all of it. And, you know, this time especially, I'm, like, really looking back at all the things that they've tried to teach millennials, because I'm a millennial, and I'm like, golly, they really were brainwashing us, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I'm glad, you know, waking up, you know, and, like, this isn't it. <laughs> oh, it's a beautiful thing. When you finally wake it's up, when I finally did, I was like, I love you this. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's frustrating. <laughs> it is. And, it, and it's very disappointing. It's saddening. You're, it's depressing. But you know what? It also makes you think, like like I said before, and that's what just makes us even more resilient and even more strong, intelligent, so many other things. Like, you don't even know. It just, I don't know, when you finally wake up, really, you realize, like, how much you've been through and how much that you didn't even know, that you didn't even realize that they were doing to us. But we're still here, and a lot of us are trying to be better and do better and uplift each other, all of us, and, you know, cut out even some of, you know, the racism and sexism and all these other issues within our own community, specifically, at least for me and Jessica, the brown yeah, community. Speak on it. You know, there is a lot of that in the brown community and something that we really, you know, a lot of us that want to do better and that are progressive, we understand that that, that cannot that cannot stand anymore so that's something that we are trying to do better for our black the black folk you know our fellow brothers and sisters and asian and all kinds of other and indigenous um folk as well and queer folk we definitely want to cut out the homophobia we want to cut out some of these really you know these other detrimental you know old traditions that just can't yes, they can't stand nice. anymore yeah exactly because there is some within our own and you have to be able to acknowledge that you have to be acknowledged you have to acknowledge too whether you as you grew up as a brown person if you grew up homophobic or racist or sexist you have to acknowledge that and realize that okay i grew up like that doesn't mean i have to stay like that you know it's not exactly. an excuse it's not an excuse 
to be however old you are and think like, oh, but I grew up like that. Okay? You don't have to stay like that. You're not a fucking, like, you're not an object. You're a person. You're a, you have the ability, the beautiful ability to change, to do different, you know, just to do so many things. You have that ability yeah. in your body. You know how many cells are fucking, you know, fucking die and regrow or grow in you? How many yep. of those die a year? So it's like if your body's able to do that as a, at a physical, you know, a physical level, at a chemical, you know, level, a biological level, you can do that. Trust me, you can do so much and just change and expand your horizons on a spiritual, mental, and emotional level. And just try to do better. That's all it really is. We're not going to be yeah. perfect. We don't have to be. But you're going to have to try to do better and hopefully in turn help your community do better. And that's what I really hope the brown community understands is we can't keep being, you know, racist and we can't keep being homophobic. You know, yeah. we have to really, or sexist, we can't. You know, we have to be there for each other, all of us. Because we're on the damn, we're on the same boat. Like if you see, we're on the fucking same boat. They do not care about us. Look, all I'm saying is they don't care about not now one of us. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? It, it's evident, and I don't get how people don't get that. They don't care about, like, there's, I know when I was taking this multicultural counseling class, they do touch up on different um, stigmas that tie to different cultures, right? Mm -hmm. So they did. And you can Google it. <laughs> let, let everybody know you can Google it. But there mm -hmm. is such a thing as the good minority, and the Asian is seen as a good minority, and the Native Americans are seen as alcoholics, and, mm -hmm. you know, the Latino culture is, you know, either illegal or illegal aliens, or they drink heavily, you know, and the African-American, you know, lazy, you know, all these different African-American, like, lazy and this and that, and mm -hmm. alcoholics, all these stigmas tie to it. And it's just like, this isn't it anymore. This is so wrong. Update it because they don't like any of us. This is what they, this is what they're teaching in schools mm -hmm. through textbooks, might I add. Exactly. It was in a textbook. And this is what they're teaching us how to think. Words are a powerful tool. And they're teaching us that these are the things about us. But I'm sorry. There is no good minority. They don't like anybody. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, so we no. need to, mm -hmm. once we figure that out, like, when browns are not better than blacks, blacks are not better than browns, you know, Asians are not better than blacks, browns, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. They treat, you You may think you have a one-up, but at the end of the day, they don't care about any of us, and we need to stick together so they care about all of us. Exactly. You know, we yeah. have to be a voice for each other, yeah. and... You know what I'm saying? It's exactly. just time. It's time. Yeah, the times. Yeah, no, what she said, they're, they're really good. They're treating us the same. That's why I don't understand when other people from other groups or within our own think like, oh, we're better than them. Why? They're going to treat, they're going to freaking replace us if they could. Trust me, they would fucking, they would do anything they're doing to us, they would do to you. It's, they're, they just don't care. And that's, but that is also why community is so important and why I'm so happy that we are really, as we're getting older, as the years are going on, and as time, even just this year, as we see that people are really coming together, all the minority groups really sticking together and standing up for each other, you know, I think that that shows, like, how much, how much further we're going. And I think yeah. we should applaud that for our community, how much we are growing. You know, yeah. there is still some setbacks. There is still some shit to There's be fixed. There's setbacks, yes. But, plenty, but... Yeah. 
everybody's just gonna be kinder and you mm-hmm. know just to to end that topic like with something I want to say mm-hmm. is with everything that's going on right now we still and I know people might get upset at me about it <laughs> but black lives matter right now you can say that again Jessica you, you know what I'm again. saying I know, you know what I'm saying? I know a lot of people are like, but this is going, we have to understand. Yes, it's, it, everybody's finding out how cruel this world is. Yep. But Black Lives Matter, people still have not gotten justice. Um, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. So we have to support, we have to understand that. And people have to understand that comes from like the dearest part of my heart. We have to still stay unified. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah. that's in that's in the word community. So you have to. Mm-hmm. I mean, some people like I. I already know some people might be upset. Hopefully, you know my listeners are open minded. I hope that there are mm-hmm. people that are willing to, you know, you guys are willing to, if not educate yourselves even more help educate others and you know i know with the black lives matter a lot of people as we see one of the main arguments is all lives matter and it's like okay and even if some of the brown folk are getting upset you know our fellow brown folk understand they need our help they need our help Mm -hmm. right now they've always need they need they need that extra help right now you cannot just keep trying to put the focus back on us or you on our like there's a time and place for ours there's a time and place and when we need their help they're always there too so why not fucking shut your mouth and put yourself, you know, stop thinking, you know, what your just your ego and really understand that they need our help and their yes. oppressive, you know, all the things that they're going through, all the oppression that they're de- they've been dealing with, they it needs to be amplified and highlighted very much so right now more than ever. So it's yes. like you you can't keep just thinking about yourself or being like, "Well, that just means, you know, that they think their 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 community is better than ours. Like, no, no they just right. need the fucking help and they need things to change. They if they're we needed the help, they're gonna be it. there. Exactly. They're sick, they're sick of it, and they should be. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just justice. Mm. Just ju- and and I don't get how hard it is just to give justice when the facts mm-hmm. are there. You know what I'm saying? Like, just keep Breonna Taylor just off the back. George, mm-hmm. like, just because you know what I'm saying? Like. Mm-hmm. Golly, like what else do you need? And they're not—they're not getting justice, and they haven't gotten justice, and they're upset. It's been happening. It's been happening for a while now, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Ever since we we're able to view media, view—you know—record uh, videos, mm-hmm. now we're seeing everything that before videos or phones used to not catch. You know, it was all word of mouth, and who was going to believe you? Um, but it's like enough is enough. Exactly. And I, I say that because I've seen a lot of microaggressive posts lately mm-hmm. um, circulating. I posted one on my Instagram, you know, because there's hearsay. And I've, I've actually researched and there is where, you know, they bring up that the, um, the black African-Americans are, you know, um, terrorizing paleteros and stuff like that. And it's just like, Oh, okay. they use it to generalize. Yeah, yeah and I fucking hate that shit. And I'm just like... Oh my God! Like, nah, you know, the next thing, the next thing that all Mexicans are illegals. Exactly. You know? That's saying that all Mexicans are lazy, or, or, or all Mexicans or are rapists because one Mexican bangers. raped somebody. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Don't do that to other people if you don't want it done to you. Exactly. It was again. It could have been a black guy doing it. Doesn't Who mean he cares? speaks for the whole all, community. Exactly. Like, 
that's an easiest that's an easy concept and I wish people just didn't try to use that you know to divide to hate. Yeah. an excuse to hate mm-hmm. and divide when we need to keep our eye on the prize and focus for everybody exactly you know what I'm saying and we'll fight battles together but we have to have loyalty mm-hmm. you know but oof I'm glad you just you could say that exactly. You could say that again, and you could say that Black Lives Matter again and again and again until everybody gets it through their fucking head. Because I'm sick of this. I'm just like Black Lives still matter, y'all. It will always and I. I don't want it to be the trend, and I think that's what the fear is. I think that's what the fear from the black community and many other allies is that a lot, some of these people, many of these people are, um, they just see it as like, oh, it was trending for like a month, and that was it. Like, the fight still goes on regardless. Like, it's still always going on. Mm -hmm. You don't understand? This doesn't just stop after some weeks to a month, and that's it. It's not just a trending hashtag. It's literally what these people are going through for so 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 long and they will Mm -hmm. continue unfortunately to probably be going through it for a while longer you know until all the changes necessary are made and it's don't be performative ally and no it's not just a tread it's you always should be an ally don't just be an ally just because you know for right for a little bit because there was so much chaos these past you know a couple months No, no no keep doing it even when you think things are dying down a little even when you think things are going back to quote unquote normal Still be a fucking ally. Still cause uproar. Still help. Still sign petitions. Still donate. Still spread the word and educate. Still fucking talk, you know, say something to your racist loved one or racist, you know, friend, partner, coworker, classmate, whatever, teacher, whoever it is, you know, stranger, whatever. Keep doing the work. It doesn't stop after just one month. Like, their struggles don't stop after that. So why would you stop helping after that? Like, it's it keeps going. It's a continuous thing, you know? You really like Jessica said that loyalty and that unity. You have to again. They've always been there for us when we've needed them. So why not do it for them? And just to have c- common fucking human empathy, regardless. Exactly. Even if they exactly. weren't, you know, that's not at a. It's not a day, thing. Right? Yeah. It, at the end of the day, like mm-hmm. human beings are human beings. Exactly. People are like, I know in the beginning because you know what? I've made it my thing. Like I'm gonna continue to post and just you know kind of just like blast everybody just mm-hmm. because you know what you can't forget and if somebody came into my damn house and shot my spouse i would be fucking livid if somebody if my husband or my son mm-hmm. didn't come home from a jog i would be fucking livid so just put yourself in that position if you're asking yourself why are people so upset or why people are going so hard quote unquote you know for these people because it's fucking wrong (laughs) i don't know what else to say it's wrong you know think about it if you know you your spouse goes on a run and they don't come back and you actually find out they were hunted you know brianna taylor was asleep you know you have um Andres shot five times in the back whatever Mm -hmm. happened to actually running catching people trying your best to put them in handcuffs. Yeah. It's only in the movies nowadays. You know, now you have lazy people who shot um, the guy through the windshield. I can't remember his name right now. Uh, Monterosa. Mm-hmm. The, the, the cop shot the guy through the windshield. Like, 
Exactly. Are you serious? You know? So that's why, you know, people are outraged if people have a, you know, question as to why. Because that's not right. So Exactly. These are just evil acts being done and you guys don't understand. And these are tac- these are tactful though. They under they know mm-hmm. what they're doing. Yep. They have to understand from where this began that the whole system, like we said before, it was designed this way. It's working for them and has always been working against us. But that's why we have to work harder and smarter. Not even just harder, but actually smarter than them. And really, and it's not a thing of like, you know, they got us, we get them. It's not that kind of mentality. It's more of a, you know what? Let's break these barriers. Let's turn this around and make sure like they're doing, get justice for these people. Get justice for the community. You know, continue to change the laws. Continue to change all these things, small and big, you know, from the ground yep. up. These are, there's so many ways, you know, you and I understand everyone's just one person. You know, we're just one person. I'm just one person. So it's like if you think like, oh, what can I do, you know, to help, again, you can donate if you can. You can, you know, sign the petitions. You can send emails, call, send the letters. Um, you know, like we said, help, you know, like if you have a coworker or something being a fucking racist ass, you talk to them. See if you can fucking correct them. And if they, and if they, you know, choose to still be ignorant and be hateful, then at least you tried. You know, you uh-huh. tried to shut that shit down. You know, you try to educate, you know, or educate your kids or your students. You try to educate, you know, whoever. You just help or you help, you know, bring whatever it is or, you know, necessary like food and clothing to homeless folk or whatever you can uh-huh. for the organizations, the community, whatever they need. And, you know, for your own community as well. Um, there's so many different ways. You don't have to always be doing it in a way of like, well, how then I, the only way I can help is if I'm a doctor or, or a lawyer or something, you know, or I have to go to be protesting or something or I have to be congressman. Like, no, you can do it from, you know, you can do it in small ways as well. The art, you know, writing, all the things that we're doing, too, is also partaking in that resistance and uplifting the community and fighting for justice, too. You know, it may seem small, but these things do help break boundaries and barriers, you know, and help uplift and support. And it's what we need, you know. You don't have to just be a therapist or a teacher to make a difference, too. You can be, you can do different things as well. It doesn't always have to be one way of being an ally. And that's something that I read on social media recently. And I really love that they pointed that out because I think some people were getting frustrated and I was getting a little upset myself. Cause I was like, how else can I help? Like, what else can I do? I can't do anything. Mm-hmm. I was like, what, what am I able to do? Like, all I can do is donate and sign petitions. But then I was like, well, I can still share resources. I can still continue to write, you know, do in my writing, write about these real ass issues, these social injustices, these racial injustices. I can keep talking. And if I, you know, hear a, a a family member or a friend or anyone who's talking you know shit or something or being a bully or anything i can try to fight for that you know fight against that um there's just different ways though just different ways supporting local businesses supporting black artists and businesses supporting black brands i mean there's just different ways you know just so many that just google that shit too it's just doing your research too guys like you can literally just google all this that we're talking about and as always, you know, don't uh, don't take everything that you hear in the media or anybody, whoever it is, even us. If you don't take it for face value, that's fine. You should be in, you should be in that kind of habit of always doing your research after people talk and after you yeah. learn things at school, at work, wherever it is. Always do your own research um, because you'll find there's more that could be said or there's something different, you know, or they they gave you misinformation. So always be in that habit, you know, always. 
for sure go research what we've been talking about as well. You'll you'll find a lot of information. You'll find, you know, the re you'll find more facts. You'll find real facts. I mean, word for word. So please just do your research, educate yourselves and others, and just try to be there and show up as best as you can. But uh, please, you know, take that rest, though. I think a lot of people weren't remembering to, you know, take a breather to take care of themselves because you really kind of can't help others if you are not taking care of yourself and you can't show up, you know, and help us fight this fight if you're sitting over there and you've been neglecting yourself because you are important, too. You are very important. It's not a like, oh, this is bigger than you. Like, you don't matter and you can't, like, make sure you're fucking your basic needs, you know, are taken care of or that you're practicing self-love and self-care. It's still, there's always time for that. There's always an importance for that. It's always necessary. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Jessica, do you have any more, do you have any last, like, words or tips or anything that could help Anybody who's listening that may be going through a tough time, whether it's um, any Latinas out there that have been going through what we've been saying or just like going through a tough time because of all this that's been happening in mm -hmm. the world right now. I mean, anything that you have. I mean, you know, I just want to say, like, I appreciate the platform you have um, that, you know, I could speak freely and just talk from my perspective. Mm -hmm. um, it is just my perspective and it's just mm -hmm. trends and things that I'm seeing that I think need to be looked at but how I think of it is you have to live your life as an individual you know mm -hmm. you, there's gonna be people that are gonna bring you down or say no or this and that but you gotta control yourself and I, I like to say uh, from one of my mentors always told me control the controllable so yeah. you can't control what other people think about you say about you write about you talk about you you know, but you can control what you do. And I think once people have that part of their life situated where they just care, you know, about themselves organically and not, you know, off other people, I think it, it opens up for more opportunities and more self-exploration. So, you know, stop worrying about what people think, man. Do your thing. As long as I say, I say, live life, be blessed. As long as you're not hurting yourself or others, you know, do your thing, live your life. Because there's a lot of people that are going to tell you no. But if you're passionate and you feel it, do it yourself, man. And don't worry about what people think. Exactly. Well, you thank know? you. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Jessica. I really appreciate, you know, you giving listeners your your perspective and your words, you know, yeah. because you always it's have great things to say. <laughs> thank you. Say that no, again. Me, I go off on tangents. So I'm like, let me bring. I'm always like, wait, I have one more thing. Stop <laughs> sexualizing us. You know, just enjoy yeah. us. Enjoy us in our being. Exactly. <laughs> yes. That, thank you. Couldn't have said, you said it better than I could have said because just please stop putting us in a box. Stop having this ideal. You know, take away all those barriers or those misconceptions you have before you meet a Latina. And really, like she said, enjoy us as we are. Because there's yes. plenty more that you, you know, you can learn and that you can really, like, respect and really just admire. And just, you know, just there's more of us to love. There's more parts of us and more experiences that have yet to be said and to be told and shared. 
So really just take that in and just try to take away your misconceptions because media is not going to help. You know, so far yeah. they've done the bare minimum, but it, it might be a while before they get there. So really just try to educate yourselves and just really try to listen to more, you know, like us and other Latinx folk and Latinas and, you know, queer folk and within the brown community and really try to understand where they're coming from and, you know, who they are. And how many different shades of Latino, as Jessica had said before, um, before you forgot <laughs> that there are. Um, but yeah, thank you so much again. I thank you guys for listening. Uh, hopefully you got something and that, you know, what we said tonight ha- uh, can resonate with you. And as always, just try to do better and just try. And thank you so much. Much love to everybody. Thank you.